Welcome everyone to another episode from the Making Sense crew. Hello, 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 hello. It's yours truly here. Yo, yo, yo. Kalisha here. Man like Jay. Man like Jay. Man like Jay. Man like Jay. That's what my friend. You usually refer to yourself in the third person? Sometimes, yeah. It's pretty cool. Really cool. Most things I do are right. Yeah, actually, I do that right when I say yours truly. Is that third person? Yeah, it is right. Mm-hmm. No, it's just weird. Anyway, so today we'll be um, doing a continuation of um, was it the last episode or maybe the one before? I don't remember. But we spoke about China and Africa today. We're going to talk about China and the Caribbean. Yep. Yes, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah. Had yep. a lot of comments. Yeah, a lot of people was- wanted to. Um, Wanted us to touch on this topic from China and Africa. So, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people are saying they're looking forward to this one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so we're going to draw the parallels and give you a little bit of insight, see what if there are any differences, mm. et cetera, yep. et cetera. For sure. Um, so, yeah. So also, quickly um, um, say something. Um, Francis and I went out last weekend, bank holiday weekend. We did. Yes, we did. <laughs> and um, we went to Originals. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we had course. a couple of listeners there. Yeah. Was like, actually, oh. we had one very big fan, actually. Yeah. She said we're the only podcast she listens to. Ooh, you have yeah. very good choice. Uh, taste, sorry. Well done. And yeah. then there was another person as yeah. well that came to my friend Fizz and was like, oh, um, are you from Making Sense? She was like, no, but my friends are. Yeah. So. Um, That's dope, man. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Wicked. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you, celebrities. Thank you. Oh, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. <laughs> Calm down. But it's nice to know people are listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. We're not doing this for no reason. So, um. I'm going to do the disclaimer and then we'll get straight into it. So as normal, guys, please remember we're not financial advisors. Um, we're just giving you our food for thought, just telling you what we've discussed and researched on. Um, don't take anything we say as gospel. Don't sign up to anything without doing your proper research. Don't rely on us before you make any moves. Thank you. Cool. So, China and the Caribbean. Yep. It's quite fitting, actually, because me and Sam went to watch Yardi last night. Oh, no, how was it? Is it? Is it good? It's, it's good, good, man. It's a good it film. Good. It's a good yeah. film. I've heard mixed reviews. I'm... What what's kind of been the negatives? Um, the accents. They were patched up. So, um, Amel, I can't remember his surname. Oh, yes, yes. Amel Amin. Yeah, yeah, his accent was very good, in my opinion. Um, there were some of them that were a little bit sketchy, but in the round, they were okay. There was a lot of guys putting it on mm. I didn't even quite understand in the beginning if they were just I didn't get why they were one second speaking English accent next second in a okay. Jamaican accent but um, I think it was good I loved mm. it did they capture the essence on the tradition of I think so so Jamaica. like the opening scene right was like in the hills of Jamaica and it just reminded me of where I grew up mm. like it was quite they were very authentic well I spent most of my summers there in I was going to say you, you no, grew, no, up. I grew up in this cold country unfortunately <laughs> um but yeah, no, in terms of, it was very accurately uh, portrayed in, t- in, in that regard. And it kind of captured, uh, you know, more native Jamaicans coming over to England and mixing with like the second generation British Jamaicans and what that's like, the sound system culture, um, even what we're talking about today. So there was a, a, a character in there, Mr. Wong or something like that. Mm. So it showed like the Chinese influence in Jamaica. Um, and the fact that they've been there for some time, which is something we'll touch on mm-hmm. throughout this episode. So I think it was a good <coughs> film. It was a, it was a decent film. I think the storyline was very good. Um, the acting, the performances were very good. It kept me engaged from start to yeah, end. Definitely. Not just because I'm a Jamaican, but I think it, yeah, it touched on so many different things. Jamaican culture, British culture, how they mix. Uh, there was even an African uh, a character in there, which is quite interesting. So I think they touched on many different things. So it was a good film. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I'm, Listen. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. If we can support, support Black Panther, we can definitely go and support oh, yeah. Yardi. Sure. Sure. So. Sure. I don't think this has got the, the same amount of fanfare. I, and I get it to a certain degree. But yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, I'd say. I'd recommend it. Yeah, please don't stream it. Please go and watch it in the cinema because I just think we the more of these kind of films can come out if we just support them. Yeah, and, and you know, this was his first directorial effort right so if we go and watch it and give him constructive con- uh, con- feedback maybe yeah. he makes a, a film that's more yeah, like that's him, you know whatever. I'm just but happy it's not the train is cliche you know I'm just, thank you is that yeah. why your foot's on the couch <laughs> <laughs> it's so I can be heard that's yeah. why because I think usually my voice is really low yeah so yeah I do have issues editing see how she just swerved yeah. that I know I'm jealous I'm just happy he didn't do another stereotypical black boy from Hackney hood kind of film and one person has said that they're fed up of the whole guy. I, I am. Because yeah. this one, I'm, I'm guessing there's some violence in it. There is. There but is. at least he's doing, he's drawing the, the cultural, you know, there's Jamaicans, they come here. Exactly. Difference between Yardies and British. But I like all that stuff. Yeah, it's it was, not just, you know. It was unfortunate that was the, was the same narrative, the whole gangland culture. Yeah. 
Um, but in, it, I don't know. I think it's hard maybe to tell that story without touching on that a little bit. But I agree. I, I, from, from black films in general, I would definitely see a lot more diverse subject matters. But yeah. I would say that it did only <coughs> touch on it because it was only focused around a very small group of people. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the movies that have come out previously or the TV shows we watch make it seem like all young, all black youth are living the same lifestyle. And I yeah. don't feel like mm-hmm. this one did yeah. at all, you know? Yeah, and it kind of shows how a, a normal everyday person can go down that road as well. So it didn't paint him as just an inherently bad person. It was someone who had situations that made him go down that road. It was, it was, it was interesting, yeah, definitely. It definitely wasn't stereotypical. It didn't feel stereotypical anyway. No, that's good. That's didn't, good. Didn't. Cool. So China and the Caribbean. Speaking well, for me, I've always known about Chinese in the Caribbean. It's mm. like it's nothing new to me. I grew up knowing. Mm. So when people say, "Oh my gosh, there's Chinese in like Jamaica," yeah, mm. and that's the thing. I hear that right, and one, one of my friends always says that to me. And and one thing I watched on YouTube, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, it was a minister from Jamaica, and he made this statement which was very interesting to me. That as you say, Chinese in Jamaica, Chinese people in Jamaica yeah. is not nothing new. Yeah. The Chinese state though, being mm. in Jamaica, is new. Chinese investment in Jamaica, or in the Caribbean in general, is it's new. new. Yeah. And it's different. You know, so those first generations that uh, Chinese that came over back whenever, it was a different set of circumstances and their diff their relation to Jamaica is totally different. different. And I think that's one thing to capture. I don't think we can just blankly say, oh, Chinese have always been there. This is yeah, nothing to worry about. That's true. This is something very new. And for different reasons as to when the first Chinese came. That's the only thing I would say. Yeah, I think when we spoke about the China and Africa episode, we were talking about the investment and the work they're going over there to do. Mm. And then it brought us on to thinking about doing the China and Caribbean episode. Mm-hmm. But then from looking into it, I've realized that it's two different conversations. Yep. So there's Chinese people in the Caribbean that were sent there yeah and have lived there for hundreds of years yeah. and then there's the second conversation about chinese now going back there to invest and i feel like as a completely different culture not as yep. chinese jamaicans <coughs> so know? just to touch upon that a bit so um chinese in the caribbean they was first came there in 1806 and there was about 192 chinese immigrants that came to trinidad Wow. And then, do you know why? Why did they come there? Just um, for a better place. Yeah, for better living, hopes of better, um, yeah, better living, better work. And then, Chinese in Jamaica arrived in 1854, and they came directly from China. And then, a further 200 would arrive in the years up until 1870. And they also came there because of after slavery and new source of labor. They thought it would be better for better hopes of. Hopes of better life, work, and exchange for travel and accommodation costs being covered. But it wasn't better. No. It wasn't better for them. I think, so weren't they sent over to like pay off debt? (coughs) Yeah. So they were sent over to, after slavery, they were sent over to pay off debts. And they thought that their living conditions would be better than Mm -hmm. home. But they were actually treated very similar to slaves. Mm. So, So who did they owe the debt to? Um, I think it was the British. The so, British. So what uh, I understand, yeah. so when slavery ended, yeah. the British brought many Chinese over to Jamaica in particular. I don't know if it's the same for the rest of the Caribbean, but as indentured servants or workers yeah. or labour, whatever you want to call it. And the word indentured is basically, if you owe debt to someone, you essentially can make you a slave. Yeah. And that dates back to Roman times. Yes. Many of the gladiators were indentured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does that mean the chi- China, the Chinese state or country, whatever they were then, they owed the British Empire? I imagine so. Okay, I cool. imagine well, so. Well, maybe sense, individuals. Right? I, that's that's Individual. probably a point to <laughs> yeah. clear okay, up, maybe. Okay. But I definitely know the first influx of Chinese immigrants to Jamaica in particular were brought over as indentured servants, which is quite interesting for me. Because as much as it's not the same as the transatlantic slave trade, it's, it's, similar. it's similar. There's parallels there. Yeah, They were brought there to do their labor. Yeah. Um, maybe one could argue their culture was kept intact, blah, blah, blah. But then you saw different things, it, right? Yeah. That they mixed the first wave of Chinese that came to Jamaica mixed, mixed with the you know, locals. Yeah, they yeah. did a lot more than the second wave yeah. or the current wave. Yeah, because yeah. I think they seem quite separate now from going to Jamaica. Yeah. It's like they own the shops and that's it. They didn't seem, like you said, they mixed. Yeah, yeah. I think when we spoke about China and Africa, I think, Francis, you were saying that the Chinese don't mix with Africans. So there's no, very, very rarely interracial Chinese and African yeah. relationships. But with the first wave of Chinese that went to the Caribbean, they there were was. having, they were marrying and yeah. settling down with yeah. the local ladies, local ladies, local women. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next wave were coming over and they were 
almost promised in marriage to a Chinese woman who would then join them. And they did that in order to maintain their culture. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely the, the mixing and then actually, no, let's stop. Yeah, no. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe because that first wave, they came over much like the, the Africans at the time to for labor purposes. So they've probably helped build the country, right? Mm-hmm. So they feel that it is their home. home yeah. Whereas the second wave are literally coming as, seeing it as an opportunity. Yeah. Um, migrant workers exactly right and it, 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 as you say like the the kind of culture of having the chinese shop on the corner that's something that i remember hearing as a youth and i've seen it when i've been doing research for it's this still there it's still there and it's but it was a part of the community mm-hmm. somewhat you know you have uh various chinese celebrities that come out of jamaica as i say we mentioned on the china in africa episode you had a sound system called black chinese very popular very prevalent mm-hmm. you know um, so they very much considered themselves Jamaicans, and I think Jamaicans considered them Jamaicans as well. I think in terms of African Jamaicans, also considered those Chinese yeah. Jamaican yeah. Jamaican. Um, I don't feel the same energies there for the current wave of Chinese going. No, nah. mm-hmm. as I say, because it's completely different circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, those those people aren't having to uh, assimilate into Jamaican culture. They're very much saying we're Chinese coming here for a purpose, an economic purpose. At that, you know, so it's just very. I mean, that's probably the main difference that I think I've seen compared to China and Africa, that there's that two separate waves of Chinese people Definitely. in the country. You know, so you'll have Chinese people that will consider themselves Jamaica and you don't know if they have that bond to China anymore. You don't know if the new Chinese coming yeah. in is naturally going to have an affinity yeah. towards them because they were Chinese 150 years ago. You know, it's, it's, it's a different set of circumstances. So so th- that's, that's, that's what has happened or those are the ones that came there historically mm-hmm. and I guess, are they also the ones who owns the businesses now or is that the new wave? I think that's the new wave. Um, I'd say it's a, it's a mixture, right? So you'll probably still have those families. So one thing, I think, I don't know if you're going to touch on this in your section. No, but, yeah, no. but like in terms of, I say the Chinese shop, it was more of a, a slang thing to describe a Chinese off license. So what happened mm-hmm. is a lot of these indentured uh, laborers, let's call it that, I don't want to call them slaves. Um, when their term ended, Right. So with indentured servitude, it only lasted a period of time. Um, when it ended, many of them stayed in Jamaica or in the Caribbean in general and mm. didn't go back to China. And what they did is they realized people need things and they set mm-hmm. up shops. Yeah. They were a lot more entrepreneurial than the, the Africans were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a problem we see in yeah. many African countries, right? <coughs> we just don't seem to be that uh, Everywhere entrepreneurial. Everywhere is here as well. Yeah, exactly. We don't seem to be that entrepreneurial naturally or in an organized way or collectively even. Um so that's what happened. Many of them stayed there. They, uh, they they formed their shops. And because of that, they ended up getting a, a large stronghold in the retail or, or the convenience store yeah. sector. So yeah. I think you probably have many families that have been there for years and have owned several shops and maybe have developed into supermarkets. Yeah, and they've just built business. So exactly. part of the reason why they didn't go back is because they wouldn't have free passage back into yeah. China. It would have been easy for them And they China. wouldn't get the benefits. So they had to make the decision whether they're going to go over there, start from scratch, or stay where they are. So mm. contracts ended and they thought, okay, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to set up a shop. I'm going to start with like my small farmland, start a business from there. And it's just evolved from there. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a bit similar like Indians in East Africa. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They've been there for decades and decades families own shops mm-hmm. fabric shops 100%. factories mm-hmm. and those th- those same families still own everything now yeah mm-hmm. but whereas oh God. No, no. but to Kalisha's point where i think it's both yeah you are going to have new chinese coming in now and starting up new businesses yeah but they, they and they, i think they're more segregated as well and they keep more to themselves yeah, exactly. compared but, to the older generation ones, yeah. they're not they're not entrepreneurs though this is all chinese state yes money yeah. companies that are <clears throat> pumping two billion in this yep. one project yeah yep. so yep. it's a completely different that's a good game, point to right? Yeah, and it's Africa. the same in Africa. The Chinese are, or in East East Africa specifically, the Chinese come in there. Or the, even, the, I'm not sure if India has doing much activity. But anyway, the Chinese one, every project is huge. Yeah. Everything is a yeah. few hundred yeah. million, a mm-hmm. couple billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we can't um, approach both conversations with the same mindset. No. Because one of them is similar to what black people are doing in America, in the UK, in Europe. We were brought here and we've made this our home and we've built. And that's what the Chinese... Jamaicans have or, or Chinese Caribbeans have done they were brought there and then they've made life there it's different mm-hmm. to investors now in 2018 yeah, that, uh, yeah. Yeah. saying okay I want to start making money okay. and possibly exploiting mm. as people feel the land there do you yeah, know what I definitely mean? can't look at it as one blanket no, yeah. definitely. So, so, you can't so, just look so at different. all Chinese people in one so that, that's yeah. that's the that's one huge difference between yeah. Chinese and the Caribbean yeah, and Chinese massive. in Africa exactly massive. massive difference massive but and in that same uh, thing I was watching on YouTube uh, the minister was saying that that's a potential opportunity for us because we have that historical relationship and some would say bond with the Chinese 
that might put us in a better situation or position to negotiate with them. Because, you know, if you depend on who you listen to, yeah. they, they seem to be yeah. big on having their relationships as such. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely from the tourism point of view, right? You had yeah. Bolt go over to the bird's nest and do what he did. Many Chinese probably now want to come and see where Bolt was from. Yeah, apparently the um, travel, travel but specifically between Chinese and China has been growing since yeah, 2014, that's... like around 20% yeah. per year. Do you mean Jamaica and China? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what what is it Chinese in China? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you? So, yeah, yeah. So, Chinese tourists arriving in Jamaica has mm. been growing around 20%. Yeah. I think you're going to see Chinese tourism in countries develop anyway. Everywhere. Because mm. I think, as you say, as I mentioned before, the Chinese were very insulated as a nation and now their middle classes want to either leave or to go study elsewhere or just want to see the rest of the world. Yeah. So, I think the Chinese tourists see where they can put their money. Yeah. And yeah. They, they, a lot of them are quite restricted in China anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because everything is so controlled and stuff. Mm. So. I would say that we, I think in this conversation, we keep talking about China in Jamaica. When we're is it about China, China in Caribbean? Caribbean. Do you know most what, of them are um, in Jamaica. The, yeah, most of them are in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, agreed. Yeah, most of the money they pump is, goes into Jamaica. Jamaica okay. the, the largest infrastructure project is in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. So Jamaica is pretty much their focus. Agreed. Because yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. I was like, okay, I'm getting a bit polarized here, just focusing on yeah, Jamaica. Yeah, same, same. But no, no, most right. things seem to be happening through yeah. it. I don't know if it's yeah. because of that historical bond, because of, I say, bolt in yeah. the bird's nest. I, I, who knows what it is. It might just be the geographical position of Jamaica. Maybe. Just talk about the population quickly. Um, Chinese in Jamaica is approximately 75,000. Mm. 50,000 in Domrep, 41,000 in Cuba, 21,000 in Trinidad and Tobago, which I found quite weird since they first went to Trinidad. Mm. Um, uh, Belize, 10,000, and the least is in Guyana with only 1,400. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. And that's according to Wiki, so that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never trusted Wiki. <laughs> Every time I search for something, Wiki comes out, I scroll past it. <laughs> I feel like Wiki's great for that basic information, but you don't just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've yeah. got that exact same print screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, think I read it as well. To be fair. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, we, we kind of highlighted the main difference there, um, that there's different types of Chinese people in the Caribbean and in Jamaica in particular, um, uh, compared to Africa, where it seems to be they're quite new. I, I, would you they agree? They are very new. Mm. They are bef- before the uh, late 80s, early 90s, that I don't think there were mm. any huge... Um, Chinese infrastructure projects or mm. any there, there were still Chinese people in Ghana but it was a very very few like I remember going to Ghana when I was like 10 or 12 and there was that this one Chinese shop mm. in like um, Oxford Street and it, it had been there for years so mm. everyone knows that shop and yeah. it's still there today Got you. so it was just one big one but now there's there's quite a few mm. okay so have we answered the question of what exactly are the Chinese doing in the Caribbean because I feel like if you want to use if you want to research this and you type Chinese in the Caribbean on YouTube all you'll see is videos on they're taking over what are they yeah. doing here why are they here they're taking well, over the Caribbean <coughs> and the question is what exactly I are think they doing? that's what you just said it's a good good description of what they're doing yeah some of them are just literally living in the place that they call home and I some guess of them so, are but the new waves the new waves they're there to build stuff mm-hmm. um, and that's it they're there to build stuff yeah which extract. has been very beneficial yeah which and I and have and used mm-hmm. yeah. so and yeah, I think that's so. I look at things very objectively, probably too much of criticism I get from my friends. And it, that's what they're there for, right? They're there to extract uh, the resources or whatever mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. uh, from these countries. And, uh, you know, okay, so they're having issues with America right now. So a lot of money they had tied up in American debt, they have to invest elsewhere. Yeah. So you're seeing that in Latin America, you're seeing it in the Caribbean, you're seeing it in Africa. Um, and for me, it's nothing more than just an economical yeah. transaction. And then when America mm-hmm. trying to. Um they're trying to warn Africa they'll be careful of the Chinese they, or they're investing. Like, and got cheek, isn't it? It is. And you know what bothers me with that, right? Is you got to remember why, uh, okay, the Caribbean in particular, why they're in the situations to need this money from the Chinese. It's because of the, a lot of the austerity that came from the agreements and the debt that they got into with the IMF and stuff like that. Let's not pretend that America has tried to put the Caribbean or Africa in a place where they don't need to go mm, to the Chinese. So it, it's, it's a tough one for me. You know, I can't, I'm not going to accept uh, American press, you know, trying to paint the Chinese in a, in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, just nonsense. blanketly. It yeah, is because it's, it's, it's propaganda. What have you done for these countries? And many of these countries are in that situation because, because of, of you, yep. you know, and, and, and so it's kind of hypocritical. At the same hand, I'm not going to say that I'm looking at Chinese as they're perfect and it's not going to be without it's issue. Far from it. It's not. We're in a capitalist society, right? Anything can happen and people will take advantage of you 
if you let them. If you let them. I mean, business is business. It, that's exactly it. Business is business. Yeah. So for me, for the Caribbean and Africa, we just need to approach it as such. So what are the pros and cons of the Chinese in the Caribbean? Ooh. Again, it depends on which conversation you're having. What, what, one thing I will say, though, right? <laughs> I guess that the, 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 the most obvious ones is that if they're building something, they're building something. Yeah. But we let's not forget about the terms that comes yeah. with them. Yeah. Mm. Those are huge. There's huge downsides. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were going to talk about the highway. That yeah. Built. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you start. No, no, no. But no we can, what? Because um, I've been on that highway, yeah. right? yes. when I went to, and it was it was sick. Like, it, oh. The trip was like forty five minutes. Yeah, and that's normally a two hour trip. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I'd done the trip beforehand, and it yeah. took forever. So I was. I was reading. Home. So, did you actually know for the next fifty years yep. the yeah, toll that's been? Yeah, oh, I'm not like, Chinese what? Toll. What is it? being collected for the next fifty years goes to the Chinese. What fifty years? Yeah. Wait, sorry, sorry, I haven't been. So there's so, there's a toll to use this yeah, highway. Yeah, so they, from, built, okay. they built the highway, from which cost them around $730 million, okay. right? Yeah. Mm. And the terms of that is that the toll that they're collecting for the next 50 years goes to China. Oh, Why 50 okay. years? That's a lot. That's a long last time. Well, they spent $730 million, right? I think... I will be 80-something. Maybe maybe they're saying it will take 50 years for them to recoup. No, I don't s- think it plus would, though. Extra. Plus, yeah, plus what they want to take from exactly. it. Exactly. So I haven't done the numbers, obviously. I think they wouldn't publish those numbers. Yeah. But the official strap line, as Francis said, is they needed that time to recover the costs, the $730 million that they've invested. It feels like a hell of a long time for me because, uh, A, you've got the many Caribbeans or Jamaicans, let's call it, can't uh, afford that toll. You know what I mean? So that yeah, stops them from being able to use it. And even the ones that can, as you say, that money's not going back into the community. It's not going back into Jamaica. It's going to China. Uh, on top of what Francis mentioned in terms of the toll money, uh, the Chinese state have also been given, I think it's 1,200 acres of land along the highway also to build hotels, stores, not stores, sorry. Hotels, you can see that's going to come blah, blah, blah. anyway. So it's gonna, they're going to, uh, how can they, urbanise the area, right? Because right now, it's, from the pictures, I haven't been on that highway Gentrify yet. the yeah. area. <laughs> <laughs> they will, right? Um, so not only have they been, they're going to get the toll road, they also yeah. got land as well. Yeah. So they, that increases the traffic on that road because it will lead to those destinations that they'll be building. Yeah. Obviously, more income for them. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, I just crunched the numbers quickly and um, crunch away. What? What? So just, just that seven hundred. Assuming that what they're saying is they're going to collect that seven hundred and thirty mil over the next fifty years, mm. it works out to be one point two million per month, which mm. seems quite high. Mm. I would say. I don't think the toll collects that much. What, no, what I is, don't think what so. What is the toll? How much is it? Do you remember? It was like forty Jamaican dollars or something. It was yeah, something like that. I don't remember how much we paid. How much is forty Jamaican dollars? I don't know. Much. Isn't it like 150 to the pound or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Before let's they were doing right one now. for one, do you remember? Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, let's check because when I heard you saying that um, the locals can't afford it, I'm wondering how expensive is it? If they have to travel on it every day. Yeah. Okay. We okay. paid, right? We paid, but we paid in a group. Because remember yeah. we went with a group, so it didn't really yeah. see I, as much. I want to say... And I paid something. like 20... I swear like... uh, uh, by today, it's $177, US, the Jamaican dollars to a pound. Well, you see... So you're saying it was $40, right? Around that. That's what I want to okay. say. That's 23 pence. But, but that's, that's com- yeah, compared to... us. You have to remember that. Like, yeah. So that's 23 pence to us. $40 might be much to someone living in the hills of Jamaica. Mm. Yeah. And having know, to travel it every day. Every day. You know what I mean? It's definitely a cost they didn't have. So, so what's you, the alternative if they don't use that? To use the old road, that would probably take them two hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Which then puts them at a disadvantage. So especially yeah. if you're trying to transport goods. Mm. So say you're trying to move goods from, from one place to Ochi or whatever to sell. Yours taking two hours versus mine taking 50 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, the, I guess the, the, pro, the pro, yes, they've built a highway, the yeah. con, they've got the next 50 years they're collecting the toll. Yeah. So that's tax revenue or revenue the government isn't getting, right? Yeah. But then I guess you could argue, had they not built the highway, whatever, fine. Yeah. Um, and they might be um, getting 1.2 million now. But with tourists coming over in the next like ten, fifteen years or so, they they be, might be collecting yeah. one point two yeah. plus. But then, how much will Jamaica be benefiting from an influx of tourists, and maybe tourists that would have been put off before if this highway wasn't yeah. there? Probably nothing. So if they they're going to carry on building there. Yeah. So yeah. And for me, that's what. So yeah, it doesn't see on the face of it, it doesn't seem like a great deal. Uh, the the length of time is wild. Them getting land, you know. Okay, one. I think it was one thousand two hundred acres. How what? 
that that comparative to how much land there is across that highway, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. But both those stats don't seem great. But for me, just looking at it objectively, I'm thinking, okay, we now have a road. They're going to be building hotels and stuff like that to bring people to that road. Mm. What else can we build to then get those tourists doing something else? You know what I mean? Whether it's be restaurants, whether it be just selling our culture, because that is a big commodity we have, yeah, it is. our culture. You know, we're a small island, but we're we're notable. Yeah, it's, but the if world. they one can't thing. afford toll, then how are they how are they going to afford to build build their own shops and that's, their own businesses and stuff? Maybe not the the working class people, but I'm thinking the middle class and the diaspora may be doing that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's and down to us again, exactly. And mm. I think with me, uh, with black people's plight in general, I just don't think we can have a defeatist mindset anymore. I really don't like. It's not going to be easy. The the cards are going to be stacked up against us. But it's either we just keep on looking for a way, or we just accept defeat. That's that's just always been my mindset. So mm. I think that's the only way we can really look at these situations. Okay, it's not great, but is there an opportunity? How can we take advantage of it? Yeah. And until we, unless we keep on having these conversations, we're never going to get the idea from somebody. Yeah. You know. And again, just to add to this highway, um, uh, the company obviously it's a Chinese company that built them. What's the name? I've forgotten it. I, I can't remember the oh, name. It's China something. It's got the name's not very excited. China <laughs> Import Export Bank. No, it's something no? else. Okay. They're also building a port as well. Oh, okay. That's going to cost like one point five billion. Okay, but we're yeah. in Jamaica as well. Yeah. So again, it's a Chinese Chinese construction firm that came to build it. When they came, they brought one thousand employees. Mm. So again, the local um the the people local are losing out. Pool, mm. They only employed them like manual labor, yeah. minimal. The ones that doesn't require any intellect, you know, just yeah, carrying yeah. the c- cement, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's that's a negative, right? Hundred percent. And then again, um, in addition to that, that that company received a huge um, tax breaks, so that they weren't paying the same corporation tax as other Jamaican construction firms would mm-hmm. be paying. So again, they they got a lot of um, I don't know, they got a lot of benefits from building yeah. that. Which I see as a negative, right? So, yeah. Because it seems like apart from the actual road, which obviously has to stay in place, Jamaica didn't actually benefit in any other ways. No, I guess the tourism aspect yeah. is the only really... Yeah, it, it, it definitely feels like the everyday Jamaican... Has the China Harbour Engineering Company, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's that what was the called, name. The oh. China Harbour Engineering cool. Company. And it's, as I was saying earlier, so in addition to building this uh, the highway for 600, 730 million, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're planning a deep water container port uh, off one of the islands, I think it's called Goat Island, uh, off the off the southern coast of Jamaica, and it's uh, reported to going to be costing one point five billion uh, to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think it's I'm not sure if it's for gen- just for fishing or if it's a port for trade ships. I'm not mm. too sure how it's going to be used, um, but there has been some pushback to it at the moment, simply because there's a lot of endangered wildlife okay. that live on the island that will be disrupted or probably even wiped out. Yeah. Um, the Jamaican iguana, which is probably famous, but I've never heard of it. But I could just be ignorant, right? I'm not really into that stuff. Um, but yeah, th- it's just a sign of what's happening there that, yeah, the everyday people may not benefit. Yeah. Um, and, and we need to do something about it. I, it doesn't feel like the government, from what I'm reading and the YouTube videos you see, yeah. it doesn't feel like the government's doing enough no. to help your everyday. A lot of them, a lot of times, their hands are really tied. Mm. Why is that? And I don't understand why they're getting outside resources. Why can't. Aren't they gen- generating enough money? No, they're not. To no. Hold what, what own. you have to remember, though, right? In countries like that, say Jamaica, even in Africa, the tax revenues they collect are next to nothing. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah. in Ghana, I don't know if you guys remember, the remittances people sent outweighs the tax collection by like four times or something crazy. Or something mm. like we send back 100 million and the, the government collects 20 million. So the government doesn't collect a lot of money and mm. there's no real tax systems in place for people to pay taxes, right? But the thing is, I think even if it's not, if Jamaica can't afford to do these things themselves, I feel like we discussed this before with the Africa episode, but why are we not negotiating better benefits? So why are we not saying, okay, you can build this, but 50% of the laborers have to be from Jamaica yeah, see, or you have or to Bahamas leave this behind or you have to do this much training, something. Yeah. I... I as I always say, when it comes to politicians, mm. half, most of the things they say, you can't believe. Yeah. Either it's a lie, or if it's not a lie, it's unlikely that they're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But I think when it comes to these negotiations, their hands are tied because the Chinese company might be saying, look, we're going to give you one billion for this blah, blah, blah. Think of how much it's going to impact the people that live in the area. Or something. Think of how much credibility it's going to give you 
as mm. you're that president or that yeah, prime minister 100%. who brought in the money. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. you might say, yeah, but I want the locals to be ex to the chat. But look, either you take it or, or to trade that. Yeah. Very yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah. So I think bargaining power. as much as I don't like a lot of politicians, I think there's not much they can do. Then you have the ones where they might say, look, here's a check for you personally. Just look away. Yeah. Done deal. Yeah. Then you have those as well, that right? Probably happens quite a bit. And corruption is a big issue in Jamaica. Always has been. It's I feel like everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, everywhere. Yeah. it's yeah. just that with these kind of black places, it's a lot more pronounced. I think I'd say it's unorganized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's true. It's true because <laughs> if it, if it was in the Western world, in the US, it would be very different. It would yeah. be like, oh yeah, I'm holding a speech at Goldman Sachs. That speech is going to cost fifty million. Miraculously, <laughs> some policy comes to play. Goldman benefits three hundred million or something. Yeah. So that's that's the different yeah, type it's of organized corruption. corruption yeah. in Did Western you not find any um anywhere else where China was investing in apart from Jamaica? Cuba. Yeah. They were I, big in Cuba. Yeah. Growing since 2015. Yeah. Mm. And they've been um what's he I think the Cuba one is even a bit more sensitive in the eyes of the US. Um, yeah, because they're sharing intelligence with Cuba. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're sharing intelligence. Renewable energy research centers as exactly. well. Exactly. They're building Wi-Fi spots, mm-hmm. which again, to me, is just code for going to monitor everything. Yeah, you guys everything do. that's yeah. happening. Yep. So that the Cuba one is a lot more sensitive, I would say. And also China in Bahamas, they invested $2.5 billion to help develop a resort oh, in really? the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah, it's called the Bahama Resort. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it is. It's actually called that. It's called that. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Need PRT. So what are the positives? Oh, man. For, I don't... Oh. I think for, for me, it's, yeah, the fact that infrastructure is being built. Um, the fact that, okay, me as a uh, Jamaican guy back now, I can get up and down to Ochi easier. So maybe it benefits me more directly than it does maybe... The, the working class Jamaican citizens and then that's where it's on, on me to use my privilege to help them maybe and not expect the government to do it because you say their hands may be tied or expecting the Chinese to do it because it's not in their interest maybe it's down to me and, and that's what I was going to say I think in all of this in both episodes it kind of really feels like it's going to take for the diaspora to do something yeah uh, for these for our, for our home countries to get better you know we can't stay here and expect for someone else to fix it for us which is going to be difficult because Many of us are second generation Mm. and many of us probably do consider this as home and we need to go back and learn about our home countries, re-engage with our home countries. Do you even think we need to do that? Because I I, I put it in the group that um, I was watching Half Cast podcasts and poets who's Jamaican bought land in Ethiopia. Mm. So, and he's not Ethiopian. So do you actually really need to? See, that Mm. goes back to this, what what do you identify with more, right? I think anyway, because... I don't know, maybe he identifies with Africa just as much as with Jamaica. I, I don't know. That. I'm the same. So, yeah. and, I, so and I think just from the logic of yeah. the first Jamaicans were African, right? So if you yeah. really just trace it back chronologically, yeah. you are an African, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't blame someone saying that they're going to build in Africa rather than Jamaica. Uh, me, I'd like to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'd more lean to Jamaica because I've, it's, it'll be easier for me. I have people out there that are doing business. I have people that are you know, doing things that would be easy for me to take advantage yeah. of the growth coming in Jamaica. But to say I wouldn't go to Africa, of course I would. Of course I will, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I think what I was saying is in terms of, so people like Poet, you know, he's probably a lot more confident in what he's doing. Yeah. I think you'll have probably people over here that don't identify with their home countries as much. You know, Mm. say you you were raised, I don't know, in a very middle-class white area. You may just consider yourself British. You know, so you it won't dawn on you to go back and fix your home country because that doesn't seem like home to you. This is home to you. So those people need to go and re-engage with their countries of origin. Do you think that um, ethnic minorities over here should want to go back? And yes. Something about their, their motherland? Um, because I feel like, as you said, there's some people that just will not have any relationship with the, with the countries. Yeah. None at all. Should they feel obligated to want to go back and put something into those countries? I wouldn't necessarily say obligated. obligated. I mm. think that's a strong word. Yeah. But it should be a fault in their head. Okay, yeah. where do I come from? Yeah. yeah. But it starts with that question of, though, yeah. right? Yeah. It's where, it's, where it starts with that from? question. Yeah. Do you even identify? With being from those yeah. places. Or are yeah. you just British? If you're born here, but yeah. your parents are from, I don't know, Ethiopia. Mm. Do you so, even... I was just about to say something, but you know. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes, uh, and, and my reasons are completely my own. Um, I've thought for a long. I've I've always 
I don't know if it's because I went to Jamaica so often as a child. Yeah. And my mum's very Jamaican. She speaks with a Jamaican accent still now. I've always considered myself Jamaican, then British. And then it was all further compounded by the fact that growing up, every time a black person did something good, they were British. Every time they did something bad, they were Jamaican or African mm. or whatever. That further compounded let me know that I'm not from here. You know, mm. growing up, getting letters from the BNP offering me £2,000 to go back home lets me know I'm not from here. Right. Gentrification lets me know I'm not, I'm not from, from here. here. Yeah. The Windrush lets me know I'm not from here. You know, so as much as I am British and I own that to a certain extent, I think, yeah, you, you don't have to, but just be aware that you will always be a minority in this country. And you, as you say, we, we make up three to 5% of this country. From one point of view, they shouldn't cater towards us. Yeah. yeah. We're only 3% of this country. There's a lot more people here that they should be catering towards maybe. They have been here longer, they could argue. So it's just what you want of life. If you're happy to be a minority and whatever, then own it. Don't complain about the things that aren't being addressed to you because you're that minority, yeah. right? If you if you want to now have what you're seeing your white friends and family members have in terms of being a majority and having things weighed in your favour or not having to feel marginalised, then that's the place it's going to happen, you know? So it's, 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 I think it's down to the individual, but for me, yes, because I'd like to be able to walk down the street and not have to be reminded that I'm black. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's an experience that mo- many black people living in Western yeah, countries 100%. have mm. never experienced yeah. unless you've gone back to your home countries regularly. Yeah. And it's a very, very impactful experience in my oh. opinion. Very, very impactful. Trust me. To just be a person, not be a black person, yeah. is very important. I feel like a round of applause should go there's, after that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, when, um, at my old company that I used to work, there was this, this group of, yeah, there were young guys in, in my firm that I used to have lunch with. So it would be me plus two or three others. Mm. And they were all white, right? Not necessarily English, but just white. Mm. So yeah, we have lunch here and there. And then there was one time I was going to have lunch with my friend from a, another company. And then one of those was like, oh, yeah, let me come with you. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. We're going to meet my friend. Then we got there. And then from distance, I said, oh, yeah, yeah there he is. He's like, oh, you didn't say I was going to be the only white person. What? Yeah. It was, It was. I don't know, it's not nothing offensive or nothing. But no, but he was just... very, very surprised that it was just going to be him. Sorry, there were two friends that were mm-hmm. black. Yeah. Sorry, there were two black friends coming. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, you didn't say I was going to be the only white person. Then I looked at him, I said, okay, now think back for the past few months, right? I'm the only black person. Don't you see that? I've always been the only black person. And I said, oh, actually, forever. Look at the floor. Have you realized how many black and then he just stopped and he thought because it had never occurred to him. Yeah, that's crazy. It had never occurred to him that, mm. actually, wait, this guy is, oh, it's, it, he just because didn't think about norm. it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the norm. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of them, it's not something they think about. To no, them, agreed. it's just... Agreed. And I think so there's crazy. also many black people the same that don't think about it. They're, they've become norm, they've normalized being the minority. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't think... We have, we have. I remember um, at work once, I was saying to my colleague, because we always find ways to congregate in the kitchen. Just, uh, there's a few of us. And do you I was, feel guilty about doing it? Oh my gosh. I feel like you're doing something wrong. I feel like they make you feel guilty. But the thing is, do they or is it us? Because it, I think I a lot of it could be at, us. We were at, I think it was like Christmas or an event. And I said to her, do you think it's crazy that we all just congregate to, to each other? And she was like, is it crazy that they always just congregate with each other? And I was like, ooh, yeah. Never it's thought not, of it like that. It's like... When it, I go lunch with... My, my black friends only like three of us mm. we always get looked at yeah because yeah. it's not it's not normal no, it's always not, yeah. it's like well why do you guys just roll together and it's like but why do you three just roll together and, uh, and but my you can't theory, answer them that question because yeah. they don't like Frank said it doesn't even occur to them they don't even think of it no and don't. it's not maybe because it's not often seen like the first wave where we were there were so few of us we had to integrate so we spent so much time integrating that you know they're not used to seeing it i don't know do some feel threatened by it for me it's just normal right the same way there might be a group of white friends there can be a group of just black friends and there's nothing more to it than that mm, you know okay. so that's what it is for me so <laughs> i definitely identify with my home country let's get back to yeah. china yeah. So, yeah. in yeah. the caribbean um, in, <laughs> wow in, term, in terms of like god save the queen the the similarities right as we identified the main one earlier is that jamaica had a huge influx of chinese a long, long time ago, before mm. this new wave yeah, came, fifty years ago, yeah, yeah, which obviously don't have in Africa. Um, then I think the other one was as a result of that. Um, culturally speaking, I think chi- the Chinese will feel more at home in Jamaica. I think so, yeah. mm-hmm. simply yeah. because they have that 
I think so. a huge group of they'll have relatives yeah. that are pulling exactly. in different generations yeah, yeah. they don't have that in Africa yeah, um, yeah they don't have that I, th- I do think though there's more opportunities for them in Africa simply because mm. there's more oil yeah. natural yeah, there's resources etc etc et um, so that's that's another I guess um, difference um, yeah I mean other than that so basically we need to fix the relationship between the Caribbean and Africa and you Jamaica to facilitate China into Africa. You know what? I should be the president of some way. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go. Yeah. You Whichever go. African nation wants needs a president, let hold at me. Yeah. If George Ware can do it, surely one of us can. <laughs> <laughs> he did well though. Yeah, I've I've not looked into it too. He did much well. Detail, I'm not sure how what I, how I feel about that anyone can become the leader of a country though. I was talking opportunity. To, I was talking to someone at work about it, right? I was like, so anyone can become prime minister or president like you don't have there's no formal qualifications mm. i was like you wouldn't trust your doctor if he didn't have a medical degree exactly but then i was like but then should should everyone have to study being a politician mm. probably not wasn't it which was the american president that was a, an actor before was it nixon, uh, nixon. yeah nixon no, 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 was, was it nixon i don't know i want to say nixon maybe yeah, it was. yeah he was the one from california so one of them was Reagan. an actor. It was, Reagan, Reagan, maybe. Yeah, it was Reagan. Reagan. It was, it was yeah. Ronald Reagan. He was an actor Not before Nixon. he became president. Yeah, Nixon could States. never be an actor. He was just, um, the yeah. current president was on a reality TV show, so it does yeah. show anyone can do it. Well, not well, anyone. Not a simple People are that. saying uh, Oprah might be the next. No, the, the she don't want to be, I don't think. Oh, she said no? I don't think she wants to be. I, I could see her doing it. I, I, I could see it happening, though. I don't want her to be. Why? It's not needed. She'd become a gimmick. Mm. And there's, they will do the same thing that they're doing to Trump to her. But what if and she it might it? be even worse. But what if she's she black well? and she's a woman. <clears throat> but the thing is, Trump's not helping himself in, in the whole gimmick thing. Yeah. At all. I think after Trump, I think she'd have a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> I really anyway, do. Anyone would. Anyone would. Because, you know, I think people will want change. <laughs> and they'll say, okay, how far removed can we get from what we've got now? You know, okay, let's get a black woman. Yeah, I, I can you know see. I, I could see like it happening. They'd never want that much change. Yeah, <laughs> and no one thought Obama. We just, would we just had right? a no one thought man, we'd have Brexit. Okay? Brexit. So who knows? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? But yes. So but. do you think the Chinese have helped um, the Jamaican culture? Helped. I think shaped. Shaped, yeah. Shaped. 100%, 100% they've shaped it, 100%. Because you think so? But they've been there for 150 years, right? They've, so they've had influence. I don't See, know. Right? This is I don't think so. I've done because some what research is Jamaican on culture? it, but I want to know food, what you guys music. as Jamaicans. So one of the things was food, but it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, massively food. So one of the little things, one thing I realised, and I noticed this through Jerome's mum as well, <laughs> chow mein. Yeah, mama makes chow mein. Right, I only ever associate chow mein with Chinese food, right? Yeah. But Jerome's mom makes it every now, well, quite often, yeah, right? Yeah. And then doing research, I found that because when the migrants first moved there, they had very, very limited cooking resources. The main carb they had was dry noodles, soy sauce, some spices, and like bone, like stock made from bones of meat or anything. So they use that to make chicken chow mein. So that's why, not chicken chow mein, just chow mein. So that's why chow mein is widely eaten in jamaica mm. i thought it was literally just chinese people setting up chinese restaurant in jamaica and that's why there's chow mein over there the same way you can go to africa and find a chinese restaurant mm. but supposedly it is part of the i don't want to say part of the culture because when i think of caribbean culture i think of latent caribbean food mm. but from doing research it seems like chow mein is one of the cultural foods in jamaica jamaicans uh, talk to not. me no, no, I, I definitely had it a lot growing up i didn't did you not no yeah, see that's the thing i didn't and then maybe every family's different. But um, the reason why I say they have shaped the culture, they've just been there. You can't be in a place for 150 years and not have some shape on it. Right? Yeah, yeah. We talk about them so much. Like, shaped large, how, though? Okay, maybe not a large part, but they've had influence. This they've had influence in it, but that's based, that's come from us originally. The music, the food, dancing. They definitely have an impact, right? Food, yeah. music, dancing. No, culture, they've just... I don't know. Uh, no, I, mean, I don't know. Because you got to remember, Caribbean culture is a melting pot of various the various slaves or servants that were sent there. So Asian people will have an influence on, oh, on the Caribbean Asian culture. People. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, maybe it's, while it's not the largest. Let's be honest. Okay, so Caribbean, definitely Jamaican culture is going to be predominantly uh, African culture, right? Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that, but you can't say that the Asians and the Chinese that have been there for hundreds and hundreds of years haven't had some influence. Maybe not the largest, but. I don't know. They consider it home and we consider them Jamaican. Do you know what I think? I Out think of many one people, Kalisha. Instead of <laughs> us trying to think of what traditional Caribbean cultures have been influenced by the Chinese, I think maybe we need to look at what's popular in these places because yeah. of the Chinese. So, for example, in Havana, 
Cubans gather to practice Tai Chi very, very regularly. Doctors recommend Tai Chi to their elderly patients a lot in, mm. in Havana, in Cuba. Um, the Chinese traditional medis- medicine, such as acupuncture, is widely available in Havana. And um, wushu or kung fu is also practiced nearly daily in Havana. So maybe we wouldn't have associated those kind of things with that kind of place, but it mm. is widely practiced. And that's because of the amount of Chinese people that live over there. Yeah. So stuff like that. I think we influenced them more because in regards to, like you said, we had a Chinese sound system. Yeah. We had a Chinese Jamaican um, dancehall queen. Yeah, so, what did you say? Junko, her name was. Oh, <laughs> you know her name? <laughs> I, I, I researched my people, man. I remember um, she, was, she was in Elephant Man's video. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. But um, as them influencing us... Uh, not as much as you influenced them, then. I'll give you that. Yeah. Supposedly, you- they brought over games of chance, so... Early games included numbers games known as Weiwei or Rakapui. Never heard of those. No. They're, they're big but, on games. Yeah, Even so they invented golf. There's so many games oh, really? that apparently... Yeah, what? Yeah. Golf apparently comes from China. There's so many games that they invented. A lot of these board games. And, yeah. yeah. Games of charts, games kind of based on superstition and stuff like that. Supposedly they brought over there and that's why betting and stuff like that has become big. Is that where gambling... There? Not gambling, was that? Maybe that's something we should look into a little <laughs> bit more. Like how what, they have shaped our culture. Put, the board game frustration. As, uh, no, what's that Jamaican? Um, should, yeah. Yeah. Jamaican yeah. game that oh, Kalisha trying to remember. Dominoes. That's it. Oh, how can Kalisha. you forget dominoes? And the thing is, I see her slapping her hands, so I knew she was doing dominoes. But I thought she'll get it eventually. I wouldn't be surprised if dominoes. Yeah, dominoes, probably. Dominoes. Kalisha, come I mean, on. Listen, I forgot. You lost your yardie card, you know. That's fine. <laughs> um, there's a difference between a yardie and Jamaican, remember that? Well, I want to be a yardie. Can call I me a yardie. <laughs> Can I say one thing from doing research? I realized that when we're talking about Chinese in the Caribbean, <laughs> obviously we came to this subject because we were talking about Chinese in Africa. But then I think where we're having the conversation about Chinese migrants going to the Caribbean 150 years ago, we also talk about Indians. Indians in the Caribbean. Yeah, there's a lot. And they've shaped the culture in terms of yeah. food. So roti, is roti Caribbean or is roti yeah. Indian? Mm. That's, because that's, that's Indian. Yeah, roti is Indian, Indian food. Indian. Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that. Uh, can we I need just to... say Domino's was founded in China. Seriously? See? See? In 1120. Wow. Domino's. So back to your question, oh, your question earlier. See how they've shaped our culture? Yeah, games. Okay. <laughs> that's one thing. One thing. A very pivotal thing. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Can I, honestly, I'm really intrigued about the chow mein thing. So, listeners, Jamaican listeners, please can you tell us if chow mein um, was part of your culture, yeah. or and is it simply because you like chow mein, or is it because from back home it's something you eat regularly? I, w- I really want to know that. Was it just me that ate Chinese? Because we're torn at the moment. Kalisha saying no. I didn't. Yes, I didn't. So, I, I, see. Maybe you guys can do a thing. Um, how else did they shape the culture yeah. just from Pole. being there? Because there's a lot of um, Chinese Jamaicans. Yeah. yeah. And Jamaica is their home. They are Jamaican. They're just mm-hmm. of Chinese heritage. Mm-hmm. Like we said, um, the first wave of Chinese men that moved to Jamaica, they actually married the locals. Over time, when they've tried to get their culture back, they've stopped doing that. But there are a lot of yeah. Chinese Jamaicans. Yeah, and a lot of times with th- when people migrate migrate to a different country it's just men a lot of times yeah yeah because they go to work men were always sent out to work yeah i think they said there was four women there were four chinese women to every chinese man to 100 chinese men yeah four women to 100 men when they first moved over um um, her grandfather was chinese Uh, on her jamaican side her grandfather was chinese and the first time i met him it shocked the hell out of me (laughs) because this Small Chinese guy gave me the wickedest Jamaican accent <laughs> that I could only hope for. It still shuts me down. I love seeing it as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it is. You have a nice watch, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, yeah, I could uh, personally talk about this forever. Yeah, so if anyone wants to continue this, give Jerome a call. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and he will be on the phone to you for a very long time. If Wait, I, have you asked what are the economic impacts? Indirectly, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, think, I think so. And the thing is, this is something we can touch on in other ways going forward. or yeah. you know. But, but it's actually very simple. We can mm. sum it up in two sentences, right? Yeah, the economic impacts is, okay, does um, the building infrastructure, pro- providing anything which builds a country is a positive. Yeah. Then it's also the negative, which is that the locals don't benefit as much as they could do. Mm. 
done. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Cool. I'd agree. There are also a number of Chinese um, holidays that are still celebrated in the Caribbean, which sometimes brings an influx of tourists around that time, which obviously builds the economics uh, of the country. So okay. that's something that's happened. There's something in, um, sorry, bear with Francis. <laughs> sorry. I still can't believe I can't remember what Domino's was called. Right, it's just they're slapping my hand. Yeah, so next week, <laughs> Sam will uh, have the information she wants to give you because we need to wrap this episode up. Double 10 day. Everyone ten heard of day. that? Yeah. No. That no. Important festival in Trinidad okay. with a Chinese legacy called Double 10 Day, national holiday on the 10th day of the 10th month, which is celebrated with the preparation of southern Chinese style meats from duck and shrimp. The holiday commemorates when Wu Chang uprising in China on October 10th, 1911. Well, anyone okay. know about that? Nah. No, but yeah, so, double ten days celebrated. So, <laughs> <it's an influx. laughs> so any of our Trinidadian and Tobagoan, to be uh, they just had an Independence Day yesterday, right? Did they? Oh, cool. Happy Independence Day! I think it was. Happy yeah. Independence Day, TNT. Uh, yeah. So if you know about that, let us know. Um, but yeah, it's been a good one. How are you guys feeling? I want to know if we touched on what listeners thought we would. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like <clears throat> until doing the research. I realized it was two completely conversations, yeah. mm-hmm. completely different conversations. It's nothing. I think it's nowhere near the same as the Af- Chinese and African Chinese yeah. in Africa. Africa. So I want to know: Did people expect to hear yeah. what we have given them? Yeah. Is there more? Is there more to it? Is there anything we've missed out? Yeah. Any angles you think we should have covered? You know, or whatever. Uh, and your view, you know, your personal yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Please. What's your experience going over there? If you live there, uh, any of our Jamaican listeners, and there's not that many of you at the moment. Hopefully, that grows after this. Um, let us know what you think. But yeah, it's been a good one for me. Are we going to do what we've learned this week? No. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that t- France is a stickler for time. So uh, on the next episode, we'll tell you what we learned. We'll do two things next episode, right? How about <laughs> that? Speak for yourself. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> but yeah, as always, guys, uh, rate, comment, subscribe. Uh, Making Sense PC on Twitter and on Instagram. Info at makingsense.com for the emails uh, at making sense podcast podcast sorry i always get that wrong um yeah please get in contact many of you have you know keep on engaging on socials uh answering the poll questions you know that's going up um but yeah just you know as always get in contact with us and let us know what you want to hear from us and how we can help you thank you for listening thank you all right bye Bye. guys